When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. J.F. Stratford Paddock, this is the Paddock Podcast. And joining me are two of my favourite Manchester United fans. We've got Ronaldo Brown. How are we doing? Doing all right. How are you? I'm all right. What's up with your neck? Do you know what? It's, it's the beard. It seems is to be... It, is it, what's it doing? Is it coming through? It's descending. Is it? Yeah. Are you going to grow it? No, I'll probably keep my neck trimmed. Yeah? I don't like it. The stubble thing looks good on you, man. It's working for you. Like Thank you. It's all right. it's we I'm always flirt about. before these stuff. I know, man. Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, it's no, it doesn't go unnoticed <laughs> in the Motors and household. <laughs> and also, we've got David Pritt. How are you, Dave? Good, thank also, you. Also, your stubble, just so you don't feel left out, looks I had fantastic. a shave yesterday. Well, the, the one-day stubble. Have you ever fantastic. had a beard? Yeah. Lockdown was horrendous. Really? Yeah. I can't picture you in a beard. I'll try and... Have you got, can I'll, we find? Have you, is it, have you, can you send it to our producer so we can get her? Yeah, it's horrendous. Yeah. When was when was it? You pulled your phone out like you've been waiting for the day yeah, to someone to ask you about the beard. A beard? Yeah. No, no, I didn't know. No, no, I'll show it you. I don't really want the world to see. Well, that's tough. On this podcast, we don't have any secrets. If you show us, everyone's got to see it. <laughs> I'll have a look for it. Come on, Dave, dig oh. it out, man. We need to see the beard game. Whether it was strong, I had a, I had a beard in lockdown. I remember yeah, yours. I remember. Yours, yeah. yours was pretty bad. I I'm not gonna lie. Obviously, I'm an honest person. You are very honest. Very honest. It was. Um, it weren't great, man. Nah, it wasn't. That's why it was a lockdown thing. And once oh, lockdown ended, I got rid of it almost immediately. I think I did a few weeks on the channel when we were back in the studio where I had it, and then I was like, Nah, it's, 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 it's got. It wasn't quite full. Do you know what I mean? It was like little. Slight gaps. It was like, but you had it a bit like 1980s with like, oh, what like that? Because I I had the, I had my bald head, thick started there. What do you reckon? I had it from right there, so So, I don't know. It's all right. So you cannot, so you cannot grow it. Sort of. I just, it was a bit. It wasn't proper. No, saying can you not grow hair? What I'm at? Yeah. No, not really. It's a bit. I can grow a bit, but it's a bit. (laughs) Joe says dots of Phil. <laughs> um, get involved in the comments and the chat. We're not just going to be talking about beards. We're also going to be talking about um, Paul Merson has been talking about Graham Potter and Eric Tanag. Now, this isn't the first. Now, you know, we're not going to dedicate a show mm. to Paul Merson's rantings. Um, well, there's this thing now. We've seen this little narrative building that Graham Potter is the best manager, best young manager out there, and you know, maybe United should have gone for him and all this other st- stuff. I think it's a bit 
far-fetched. I think if you look at what Eric Tanag's done at Ajax and what he's been doing so far at Manchester United, I've been very impressed with him. But we'll get into all that. Um, we'll also talk about potential contract extensions. We're at that time again where there's a few players who could be getting an extension. Some of them on, well, all United players are on big money. Some of, on, some of them are on very big money as well and it's whether it's worth extending it I mean I think we're going to anyway I think we always extend contracts don't we at Manchester United and also we'll have a look at what's been happening with training Eric Ten Hag's been putting him through the paces and if we get it whilst we're live we'll give you an update on the Leeds game because as it stands we don't know whether the Leeds game is going to go ahead of it um, I've been with another football club I got an email off the FA today it's all very game, um, games are going down. ahead. Oh, really? Games are exclusive. Ahead. Is this an exclusive? No, well, yeah, it is. It's an exclusive. David Pritt. Um, <laughs> games are going ahead. Now, well, at grassroots level. Yeah. Now, but to be fair, obviously the Arsenal game was called off on Thursday. So it. Can we, can we just make sure we're watching the comments as well, please? Whoever's yeah. producing that. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> yeah, a lot of suggestion on. that the game. It's a long email. No, nah, a lot. There's a lot of suggestion that the actual games on Sunday or on the weekend won't go ahead because they're in London. And is it some lack of police presence? But does that mean that if it's happening in the north, then the games will be fine? Or will that also be a bit of an issue because they'll take police from up north to go down south? It's kind of, I don't know. Yeah. It, it does seem a bit, yeah, it seems a bit sort of confusing at the mm. minute because we had this, I think it was John Cross in the mirror last night was saying, oh, football games are going to go ahead. But then he added a caveat of like, not all games, it's like some games will go ahead. Some games might not. Now, I think there's a Liverpool game. I think there was a question mark around, was it? Or maybe one of the Arsenal game. There's a couple of big games. Um, um, and then Liverpool are playing Chelsea. I'm not sure if it's at Stamford Bridge right. or not. Oh, okay. So, so yeah, that might be... So you've sent me some here, haven't you? Yeah, that's well, this is we sh this is like an essay. I ain't got time. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no wonder you didn't want to read it. Yeah. It's big in it. They've sent me an essay, which I won't read out for you because it's very, very long-winded. Um, but it does say all matches held at stadiums are subject to leagues and clubs working with the relevant authorities to stage these fixtures as usual practice. But that's where you might go. Okay, the relevant authorities is obviously Old Bill, and they could go. We haven't got the staff. We oh, the meeting's actually happening. As we speak, so they're having a bit of a powwow to see whether I hope it does. Wait, the meeting—they're making a decision right now. Yeah, so we're having what? a meeting. Okay. I mean, listen, I get that there's there's a logistical issue, <laughs> but you think we'd be able to staff the Queen's funeral in London and still have United versus Leeds go ahead in Manchester the day before? What is the concern though? It's not the, have you not seen it's the crowds and it? They need police forces from other regions to help out. Helping with the amount of crowds there so is. So that many people care? Yeah. Th that, have you been watching the telly <laughs> yeah. at all in the Actually, last I haven't. four days or whatever it is? I'm not going like, to lie. Thousands and thousands of people have gone to London already. So for the funeral, there are going to be huge crowds and obviously they need to be pleased. Um, so it's a question of, can you do it? I'd have thought we would have been able to do it, but I don't know. Because the thing is, well, United versus Leeds, I don't know whether there are extra police flag, but you'd think there would be. I, I mean, I'd recommend it's, it. It's tasty, that one, isn't it? Uh, do you know what I mean? Come on. It I is mean. tasty, but they, they don't seem to do that well against us, though. <laughs> that's not <laughs> that's the issue. That's <laughs> you're not going to go, we don't need that many players. I'm just throwing, Leeds never I'm do just, well. just throwing that in. It's not, that isn't the problem. You know what I mean? It's the problem of Leeds fans absolutely hate United and the feeling's pretty mutual and it's got potential to kick right off. And you need so it's it's fifty fifty then. Of, of old builder. Probably 60-40. On, on, like, the game being on. 
In which which sixty percent on? Yeah, is that what you're just what? making this up? I'm just that dis- your astute sort of intuition. It's my intuition. You're saying sixty percent more likely. It's sixty percent more likely to happen, but there's only a twenty percent chance of you being right. I'll let you ponder that. Martin Darcy um, <laughs> says something about Paul Merson, about him, yeah, not really liking him, state of him. Listen, there's quite a lot of hatred yeah. towards Paul Merson. I'll get into this here. Paul Merson's asked his opinion, right? Now, he's been given his uh, opinion in his column for Sports Kida. I don't know either. Um, and he says, I think it was a really strange decision to sack Thomas, sack even Thomas Tuchel, but Graham Potter is a manager I really like. Okay, there's nothing wrong with that. I think we can all sort of Agree with that sentiment. That's fine. So far, so reasonable. Um, he then says, working at this level is a different ball game, but Potter has shown in his time with Swansea and Brighton that he's more than capable of creating teams that could go toe-to-toe with the best in the business. And then he says, I've said before that Manchester United should have got him ahead of Eric Tanag, and I stand by that statement. I mean, does anyone really believe that? Potter was a... Yeah, hearing me, no, I don't mean in general. I mean, everyone get involved in the chat and let us know what you think. No, Potter did a good job at Brighton, and we spoke about it quite a lot when he was sort of, not linked with us, but when that name was being suggested. My issue with Potter at Brighton last sort of summer, or when he was first linked was, at the time, the season hadn't finished, and it was like, all he had on his CV was finish 16th for Brighton, or whatever, do you know what I mean? And it felt a little bit like coming in that dressing room at Old Trafford, and try to stamp your authority to play as... Nah, yeah, feel, it's like, are they going to listen to you? Are they nah, going to give you the he's a good. He's a good manager and they've had a great start this season. Yep. And Brighton do have an attractive brand of football. Yeah, that, do. does, that does make him fairly attractive. But some of his, his, his kind of... The acclaim that he's been getting is a little bit overdone. Really? It, because I think he's he could do really well at Chelsea. Obviously, you know what it's like there, the kind of regime that they've got. But there's, there were spells last um, year where Brighton went on like long winless streaks, etc. And nothing will get said because one of the major factors of how he'll, um, how he'll fare managerially at a bigger club like United or Chelsea is the pressure and the expectations. If you're at Brighton, the expectations aren't there. So when he's going on these winless streaks or they're not performing and, and they're having these kind of indifferent spells, the kind of media pressure and the pressure from the board isn't the same. When you're actually managing egos and bigger players or whatever, and then you're going on two, three games where you haven't won, and the pressure starts to mount, he's never really been able to experience that. I personally think, I could be wrong with this, I think he's gone Chelsea too early. I think he needed another club in between. Someone who, they're not after to win trophies, they're trying to, their trophies to try and get in the top four. Someone like Tottenham used to do. Like a Villa or... um, like Everton used to do, they would be like yeah. sixth or seventh, but always trying to push for that Champions League spot, and that's where you you can show your football, and you you are competing against bigger bigger teams, and and showing your worth, and and you, sometimes you get bigger player in, but players in with egos and stuff, and so how you deal with. From here, he's going to Chelsea, where there's there is superstars in there. Who you could are, never turn that down, though. No, I'm, I'm not. Yeah, yeah that's, totally that's because thing, yeah. totally because even if it don't work out, he's got a big paycheck at the end of it, and it's. But for me, if he wanted wanted to progress, I think he needed a club in between. There was a spell, you mentioned it last season, yeah. where he lost six on the bounce and then drew against Norwich at home. So he took one point from a possible 21. Now, I get he was at Brighton, but that's the sort of thing that happens at a Chelsea. Or, yeah. like, you go in. You don't lose six matches on the spin. You don't get the opportunity to there. Now, I know it's a, it's, it is a new owners. It is Todd Burley. It's not Abramovich who 
was very trigger happy. And you can, no matter what you think of Chelsea, it kind of worked for them. And look at the trophies they've won. Yeah. There's a new regime now. Is he going to approach things differently? Are, are they going to give him time? Because let's not forget, Potter's taken time to get his Brighton team doing what he's been he years. To do. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Even last season, they had that horrible patch. They made up for it at the end of the season. I think they won, well, I can see they won three of the last four games and, and sort of got into the top 10. But would he get that patience if he comes in? If Chelsea struggle in his first few months, the pressure will be yeah, on but straight The, the whole counter argument for him doing positively but is the fact that him being at Chelsea means that he's going to be able to play, like he's going to be able to manage better players. So then people automatically think, because he's going from Brighton where the level of players isn't this high, to going to where someone Chelsea where he's got better individuals. And if he's able to implement the same kind of style and tactics that's worked for him in Brighton with these better players, then it could be something <laughs> quite special. But <laughs> I've got Sophie yeah. McKenzie in the chat. She says, geez, Jay, do you want to steal any more of my staff members? I'm sorry, Sophie. <laughs> I have to because my colleagues aren't about. So I've had to dip into the team pool because we're all one big family here at the... Uh, what, what can we say? Uh, Paddock Towers, shall we say? <laughs> so, Paddock Towers. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it. I'll make it up to the channels that the, these guys work on, and bit we'll faulty, give a big bit plug faulty towers, for Stratford Strat Strat Paddock FC and Stephen Allison TV. Um, TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that all, that sound. Why does Stephen Allison TV sound so different from just Stephen Allison? I don't channel. know. Uh, sounds. <laughs> Stephen Allison TV sounds a bit. It, it's weird because, in a perverse way. I'm kind of excited in a what? to see. No, in a, in a strange way. I'm kind of excited to see what Potter's <laughs> going to do there. Yeah. I mean, obviously, I don't want Chelsea to, to do well because they're a, a rival to us in that top four chase. I don't think they're going to yeah. challenge for the title, but I don't think we are this season either. I think we're both going to be going for the top four. So, you know, ideally, you'd want them to fail. But there's part of me that thinks it's going to be interesting because if he gets it right with those players, he can play good football. And he's got some players there that are almost. Do you know what's also interesting though? Chelsea fans have been very, very like upset with Tuchel and his five at the back strategy and the wing backs and thinking that it's too defensive. They don't get enough of their attacking players on the pitch at the same time. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. They kind of wanted to go away from that formation and go to a bit more of a 4-3-3, more attackers, more kind of adventurous in the way they're playing. But... They've just appointed um, Graham Potter, who plays the exact same formation um, that Tuchel did. So not really going to get their wish in that sense, but it just depends whether he can kind of structure it in a way. But as I said, Brighton was basically completely formed in his image. The players played how he wanted them to play. Yeah. I think you could either get a new manager bounce or there's going to be some serious teething pains, I think. I'm not... I think he's a good manager. I think he is really good... He's obviously shown that, but I don't think it's going to be completely seamless, especially at a club like Chelsea. No, I'd, he is a good yeah. manager, but he's a good manager of, at the level he's been at. Um, this, if he works, <laughs> it's, it'll be great for him and good for Chelsea. I mean, you could get 
England in the future or something like that if if it all works out. But it's a it's a massive step, I I think. And you it showed that you really cared about if you went to England, don't you? I remember. Do you remember if you told me whether you, you support England much when you play? I don't mind England. Don't mind. Them. <laughs> don't mind. So I'm sort of being ashamed. Of. No, no, not being. Don't, don't mind them. You don't mind them. No. You're, not a, you're not a proper. I've not shaved my head yet. You're not <laughs> shaved your head. Um, it's interesting. It's a Brian, for the pub, though, isn't it? Uh, Brian, just <laughs> on this. Uh, Brian Potter finished. <laughs> I've just missed it. I had it a minute ago. Um, in his first season, he finished fifteenth with forty-one points. In his next season, he finished sixteenth, um, and then in his. Third season, last season, he finished ninth. So there was a progression there. It's just... And they've started the way they've started. Yeah, they started, season. which, you know, top four. I don't know, I get where you're coming from, Dave, when you say he probably he might have needed another um, club before he went to Chelsea. But I think this might be his optimum time to go. Because as, as, as it stands now, I think, or at least last weekend, well, yeah, it will be as it stands going in the games. Brighton, he's got them into the top four this season. Yeah? They've just finished ninth. Now... We saw it last season. He could have a horrendous run where he loses six out of seven games or whatever, or, you know, six on the spin, and then never gets that opportunity again because... Yeah, that's true. Do you know what I mean? Because people mm. go, oh, he's a bit up and down. and rah, rah, rah. You've got Chelsea, one of the few clubs in the country who've won Champions Leagues. This telly's going to turn off, by the way, if someone can um, turn it, press the button. Won Champions Leagues, won Premier Leagues, won domestic trophies, have a budget... Have a new owner who's, you know, playing football manager, which, okay, it can be a bit of a problem, but he's willing to splash cash. And have these this pool of players, which is a top draw. So it might be this is, like, the time for him to, to, to show us what he's really made of and go go for the honours. I want to... I'm coming across negative in it in terms of... No, nah, but listen, this is the great Potter channel. Boy, it, just like him off if you want to, don't care. I, I'm a big fan of his, but I just think it, it is gonna, he is going to be tested. It's not going to be seamless. That's why it would have been smart on whether if they made this decision before they dedicated a whole transfer window and budget to Thomas Tuchel rather than yeah that rather than Graham Potter who would have wanted probably a, different. There was apparently players. a bit of a um, needle wandering between Potter um, yeah. between Tuchel and Bur- well, Todd Burley. Exactly, but that's how it's materialised. But obviously, the question of him being better than than Ten Hag, it's hard to make that comparison because just it doesn't make because Ten Hag's obviously been really successful at a big club like Ajax. Yeah. He's managing the Champions League. He's got that experience. There's a little bit more cachet with him, just at the level that he's managed that in comparison to to Graham Potter. I'd, so I, I do think as well, if if Ten Hag won at United and he was still at Ajax, Chelsea would prefer to, to try and get Ten Hag over Potter. I think because of that experience. Probably, that's actually a good point. That if Eric Ten Hag was still at Ajax and he was still a, and they've just sat Tuchel, Ten Hag would probably be on the um, on their form. I think shortest. anyone would have had Eric Ten Hag if they yeah. were managerless. If he'd have stayed at Ajax, yeah. and then mm. any of the top clubs, and I mean the cities, the Liverpools, anyone, if they were looking for a manager, Ten Hag would have been top of that list. Because who, other than those managers I mentioned, and who, who was likely to go to those clubs, would he want? He was sort of one of the most sought-after managers. Yeah. And I feel like United are a little bit fortunate to get him in many ways, because had there been other clubs that were managerless at the time who were you know, in the Champions League and had just you know, won honours and stuff, there might have been a bit of a battle for him. I think he's uh, top class, and he's one of the few managers who have the only manager I've had post Fergie who's on the on the rise. You know, he stars rising. That wasn't the case with Jose just been sacked. Moyes had just been done ten years of just pretty much the same. Um, Louis Van Gaal's best time had been twenty years before he got to United. 
and Oli was a bit of an unknown entity. He'd been, you know, his only Premier League experience was getting relegated. So I feel like, you know, Tanag's definitely on the up, and I don't buy into this idea that Graham Potter is better than him, but we'll, we'll see. Because got more experience in the Premier League. That's he has about, got more yeah. experience, and now he's going he's to get the opportunity to show us what he's made of because he's going into a Chelsea team that has a lot of very, very good players. They've just spent big. They've brought in all these stars. They already had a lot of stars anyway. So it's, there's not many excuses. Like, like I said earlier, it's a different kettle of fish when it's these players at Chelsea who some will have egos and he's maybe not had to deal with that before where at Brighton, yeah, I'm not saying they don't have egos, but it's not at the same level where they're on so much money and they expect more and they expect to be winning things. If it doesn't go right, they, they could turn on him really. You, you've nailed it. You saw it with Moyes. You said it earlier. Moyes came from an Everton team that had been there around around 10th mm. or the top 10-ish. You know, for like a decade. Got him in the Champions League that yeah, one that, time. Yeah, that one time. He comes at United and then it's like, all these people don't want to listen to that's it. That's a bit harsh. I think Everton were pretty much consistently top eight-ish, top nine. Nah, they had a, they were, know, they but, had a couple but, of seasons but, where they but, were most. But they've yeah, not they been winning the league like where. we'd been doing. Yeah, yeah. But the problem is you're coming into a, 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 a club that's used to winning Champions Leagues and Premier Leagues and trophies and you're sort of, you know, in your locker you've got I've been a stable force in the Premier League and I've had some success yeah. in, in Scandinavia. I mean, they might respond. They might go, yeah, listen, you, and you're here for a reason. You're a tight coach. But I always think back to someone like AVB, who went to Chelsea. Yeah. And he'd had success in Portugal, but he's only 33, something very young for a manager. Yeah. And he just couldn't win him over. And they end up, he gets sacked and Di Matteo comes in and, you know, obviously the rest is history. But it's just been interesting how that pans out because it's almost the unknown you entity. you got to remember as well, there's been some big name managers who've dealt with big clubs, go through Chelsea and it's not worked out. Scolari yeah. managed the Brazil team in the World Cup to a World Cup. Hiddink. Hiddink. Hiddink probably did all right at Chelsea. He's yeah. quiet. But you're right, like the Chelsea have had managers who've eventually failed. Some mm. of them pretty, you know, quite quickly. Um, it'll be interesting what happens. Uh, Adrian Shake in the Super Chat says, I can understand both arguments, but it's interesting people forget the record of managers from the Dutch League to the Premier League. It's shocking. It is, but it's, that doesn't you know that doesn't mean that every Dutch manager will fail in the... I mean, Louis won the FA Cup. And Gussering, I think, won trophies at, yeah. um, at Chelsea as well. I mean, you was De Boer, who was at Ten Hag's won was the, awful. the Bangkok Cup. That's the most important trophy. Ever. Since the FA Youth Cup. Since the <laughs> FA Youth Cup, yeah. Anyway, I've got some messages for you. Because Smooth Sack Summer is slowly coming to an end, fellas. If you haven't been escaping for the summer sun, it's not too late to sweep your sack of those pesky pubes. As summer comes to an end and we enter fall, that's autumn. Okay. Yeah, just so you know. I'll remember that. Yeah. Keep your boys clean and fresh just in time for the fresh ball fall. Yeah, or fresh ball autumn, if you want to keep it. You know, British. Um, the leaders in Below the Waist Grooming is here to make sure your pubes feel smoother than a beach ball and fresher, oh, sorry, and smell fresher than your girl's pumpkin spice. Start the new season the right way <laughs> and join over 6 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. It's 20% off, free shipping worldwide with the code DEVILS20 at manscaped.com because... We've all had a time, haven't we, where we've had those accidents, those nicks and cuts when we've been, you know, we've had a torch in our mouth, we've been in the shower, we've been, we've had the razor blades out, yeah, shaving the pubes. But 
That is going to be a thing of the past when you go to Manscaped. Because now we've got the Lawnmower 4.0, yeah, with the anti-nick technology, cutting-edge ceramic blade. That's just what you want. Advanced skin-safe technology, trademarked, 4,000K LED spotlight, yeah? You've also got the crop preserver, ball deodorant, so you can stay cool in the heat, yeah? Because let's face it, it might be coming towards fall or autumn, but it's still warm. Don't forget as well, the boxer briefs with anti-chafing technology, yeah? You also get the Shears 2.0, a luxury nail grooming kit. You get all this in your little travel bag as well, so you can look like, you know, one of the players coming off the coach, your little shed travel bag. You've got it all, right? So make sure you're using the code DEVILS20. There's a link in the description. You get 20% off, free shipping. Your balls will thank you. You can have a fresh ball autumn. Yeah? Or fall. Thank you. Thanks to Manscaped. Um, Saul Buxton says, Dave looking dapper as per. Kevin Fitz says, Dave is a casual man. Gotta like it. Yeah? Okay. You can say thank you. Compliments. Yeah? yeah These are just random quotes I've pulled out there. They're not, you know, I've not selected them especially. Uh, Ammo Rowe says, with World Cup in November, do you think players will start to give less to the team as we get closer to the World Cup because they don't want to get injured for the World Cup? Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um, when are the actual squads announced? I don't know when the squads announced. I think the World Cup begins on November the twelfth. I'm trying to think: will there be like a bit of an uptick in players' form? Like a, well, surely. Do you know what I mean? Going like, into the like work, a boxer in the last thirty seconds. Like thinking, I've got like two weeks until the decision. It's, it's, it's not going to be friendlies beforehand as well. The world, there's going to be friendlies before the World Cup as well. So there's going to be games missing there. So I think that's. It never, what, I mean, that's when the players will start it, playing. It's usually. A bit of an headache for us, isn't it? United, the World Cup or the Euros or whatever. There always seems to be some negativity, mm. whether it's burning effigies or hanging effigies of David Beckham, Phil Neville getting death threats, Ronnie getting his house trashed or vandalised. Um, what else have we had? Oh, Marcus Rashford's mural getting um, graffitied. Jaden Sancho getting racist abuse on social media. Ashley Young, I think, was he, one, was he with us when that happened in 2012? I think he was. When he was getting abused because he missed the penalty. I mean, it's always something, isn't it, with United? It seems to be, here we go mm. again. So, part of me is just dreading it. It's, it's one of them, though. It's mean, who's actually going to go from United? Uh, but in, in, England, the, in terms of England, yeah. I mean, they're talking that Sancho and Rashford being recalled. I'm Maguire. Well, let's the thing. Like, this Shaw, smirking like that? Shaw, Maguire, Sancho and course. Rashford. And at the moment, maybe on form, you'd put Sancho and, and Rashford. But... They could take all four. The issue is, there's like a pro and a con to that. Your players go and your players go. They, they can get injured, but they also keep up a little bit of sharpness, a bit of match fitness. It's like just, you're not going to get with the players that like left behind. It, the first time, well, I've witnessed it where the season stops midway through, so the tournament can take place. Yeah, because it's caused a lot of issues with the African Cup of Nations being in that time period. But well, you've seen it know. though. You've seen players. 
not be signed for clubs because they're African because they don't want to miss him in, in the Christmas period. It's happened in the past. Yeah, but uh, do you know what it is? It's going to be, it's never happened before. So we can't exactly understand how it's going to affect certain players in certain teams, especially because there's going to be games going on all the way up until, was it just like a week before? And then I think there's a relatively quick start back after yeah, but the, the final as well. Th- they need they need a they'll have to have a rest after the World Cup. They're not just going to straight back on it. I don't think there is. I honestly don't think there's a rest. Can you look at the fixtures and see when when's the first time United play a Premier League game or any game at all after World Cup? I'm convinced it's relatively short. Like it's not like a two week off and then you can come back. Because after the World Cup, yeah. Well, when I don't know when the World Cup ends, but our first You'll game probably be able to gather it from after back like is the 26th of Boxing Day. So Boxing Day. And put World Cup final in. Someone in the comments probably knows already. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, I shouldn't yeah. know this, but I've not yeah. been sort of. Um, so, Sunday the 18th. So, a week. I mean, I don't particularly think England will have to worry about that personally. But <laughs> no, but we've got other players. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you know, I don't know. And, well, Brazil, like, I mean, Casemiro could well be. Uh, mm. um, and Fred, Fred, of course. Fred. Yeah, who else? Um, I'm missing someone. Ronaldo. Anthony, thank you. I knew there was another one. No, I meant Brazil. Sorry. Um, oh. Yeah, so, yeah, I mean, potentially. No, I, think, I think Argentina could go. Argentina are one of the favourites as well. Got Martinez, Lassa, then, yeah. La- Martinez. Yeah. So, it, you know, it could be happening. Also, on the update with the Leeds game, uh, Mike Keegan from the Daily Mail says there's no final decision, but not hearing great things about the chances for United, excuse me, versus Leeds. Um, so, we will give you an update as and when, but it sounds like. Ronnie, you're 64. It may have switched the other way. It may be 60% not likely not happening. 40% it will happen. Um, Sean Colbert says, this paddock training kit is beautiful. And he's put this in caps, so he's actually shouting it. Love the paddock, not just the team, but a family. Hey. Very poetic, that. Thank you, Sean. Family. Fucking and, and the training kit is nothing to do with his channel, by the way. That's to do with his channel. Sounds yeah, like he Vin, it. Sounds like Vin Diesel. Yeah. Um, solo, <laughs> great to see him in the chat. Will Maguire make the World Cup squad? I think he will. I think he will because Southgate loves well. him. What are you laughing at? Producers laughing. Why, the, why the production team laughing at Ronaldo? Can we not Can we not laugh, please? It's not this that sort of environment. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, right, should we move on? Five potential, potential contract extensions. David De Gea, Diogo Dolo, Luke Short, Fred and Marcus Rashford have all technically entered the last year of their contracts, but United plan to exercise their option of an additional year with each player. Any objections to any of them, all of them, some of them, none of them? Some of them. I'd, I'd, th- I'd keep three. Who would you keep? Wait a minute, let me guess. Should we guess? I don't... I, You'd keep three of them? Mm. Marcus, yeah, standard, right? Of course. Why is that standard? Marcus, isn't it? Marcus, yeah, he's, he's what is he boy? But Marcus, yeah. down the road, first isn't name he? basis. Yeah, no, but I don't know why is it, that one's. Davis Mancunian is. No, why, why is that one standard? Because he's not going to say no to Marcus. He started banging in goals again. He's. He's Someone's got a penalty couple, against QPR weeks. and the yeah. he's, he's been watching him since he was twelve. There's no way he's going to go get rid all of right, Marcus. All right, go on, go on. Right, have you finished? Yeah, I'm finished. All right. Um. I'm going to go... Oh, I don't know how you feel about some of these, actually. Go on, I'll let you have the next guess. You've got Fred, Delo, Shaw and De Gea. Get involved in the chat and let's see if we can guess. Delo. Delo. Oh, two for two. Two for two. The old go Delo is having a storming season, by the way. I've been so impressed with him. Um, 
I know the next one. It's going to be Rashford, Delo, and Fred. I think oh, you're right. Hold on. Yeah. Got it. I don't, uh, yeah, because I remember doing a video with Dave like, about like Luke Shaw and we were a bit on the fence. And this was three years ago and he's not done much to win us over since then. But out of those ones, personally, I would that would definitively keep his... I think the thing is, Rashford's form has been awful for, for, for two years. Yep. And he's been playing well but now, but it's a, sh- it's a very, very short. But well, what it's the thing is... So it's one of them where, like... In his defence... What's in his defence? He's been His form's been poor for two years, but for one of those years, he was at least productive. Yeah, get you up. Okay. Do you know what I mean? I, yeah. I'm not denying yeah, yeah, yeah. it. I think yeah. performance-wise, he weren't great. But with Rashford, though, he's a good player. He's, play, he's been playing badly. He's not. He's a bad player. I don't think. Well, go on. No, no you seem you know to what, be a bit on the fence nah, or a bit unsure. Which you know. The, re- the thing is, he's going to be turning 25, and Old. he's still got some. Now, uh, let me finish. He's still <laughs> got some sense of like sell-on value in it. He's got yeah. like. So I don't think he's necessarily the type of player especially with some of the cachet that he still has, even though his performances have not been great over the past 18 months. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewellery gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com he's about, he's, You don't want to let someone like Rashford go for free, is my yeah. opinion. So okay. with, the, with the extension of the contract, that's why I'm thinking you probably would extend it. But my only draw, like, drawback on that is I don't think he deserves like some pay rise. or Because if he gets his contract to st- extended, he's going to be on around 250 grand a week, Rashford. And I don't think he deserves that, personally on the basis of his performances over the past two years. You can't you can't have three goodish games and then all of a sudden forget about the past eighteen months, do you know what I mean? And then say, Oh, we're gonna give you a new contract worth two hundred and fifty grand. Well it's personally. Contra- do you know what I mean? Well with a contract extension you can just keep it the same price. You don't have to give him a rise. That's not what they what Rashford and Very divisive it, Ronnie, what you said. Um not gonna negotiate in that, surely. It, um, Benji says, thank God for Ronaldo Brown. Stop the Rashford excuses. DB Cooper says, Jay, can you please ask Ronaldo why he hates Marcus Rashford oh so much? Phil B says, extend Rashford, same wages. SM says, yes, Ronnie, speaking facts. Um, Adsum Gultum says, yes, Ronaldo, speaking facts. Ross Murphy says, agree with Ronaldo. So, by and large, people kind of agreeing with you, a couple not, but... Um, I don't hate Marcus Rashford at all. I know you don't. I don't. I, think that's, <laughs> I, just, I just feel though... Apart, I mean, who can play centre forward at the moment as well? Unless we get someone Martial. in. Martial. But has he done any better than Rashford? Not really, no. What? But Martial's contract's not running out. Is there <laughs> not? Is there <laughs> not? Um, a, a case though that whilst everything you've said has pretty much been true, I can't. I'd struggle to argue with with any of it. You know, I think Marcus has had a terrible run of form last season. It just wasn't good enough for, uh, by any stretch of the imagination. But there is that part of, you know, he has, over those years, played when he's been injured, put himself on the line, scored a lot of goals, got a lot of assists, been a regular. Does he not deserve it because of that? And he didn't cost us out because he came through the academy. Does he not deserve a, a new deal? Rather than going, <laughs> right, now you're back to, you know, back to showing a bit of form, playing well, you're fully fit and all that stuff. It's time to get rid of you. 
that's really my because only sort of, well, not my only. He's, but he's, that play, would be he's, my he's played poorly for eighteen months, and then mm. he's been rewarded with still being get, put in the team, still playing well. He has two or three really good games, and all of a sudden you think, all right, that's enough for you to be no, getting um, a contract. Uh, to stay uh, even if he was, his form wasn't as good as it's been recently, I'd, I'd still Why? risk it because, like you say, he's twenty five this year <laughs> it's, it's relatively young and we know what he can actually do if he do. performs like the way he's been performing recently for another year and he's got that, he's got an option to extend I wouldn't ex- give him a new contract I'd, I'd let him I'd almost just extend it for one more year see how he goes for another six months then decide I don't think you I don't know there's, we've there's, thought we, there's this, a is, this is though. the issue with you, what you I know but that, you, know, you know United have a... been doing for that, this is the problem overpaying players for however long that's literally been what's been the major demise of United, giving players wages they don't deserve. And then all of a sudden, we're wanting to reward players for doing like the bare minimum what you expect from with the talent that Rashford supposedly yeah, meant well, to have. Well, that's the thing, right, the talent, right, he's, the talent he's got, though, you know, if contract. you can get that out of him, he's going to be a great player what, again. What costs more? What would? How much do you think United would get for Marcus Rashford? Let's put it that way. This is this is the only thing. But I wouldn't, if he's got a year left and you're getting rid of him in the summer, or not in the summer. When, when January? You're getting a, you're literally getting a minimum. Oh, there's an update here. Jeremy Cross in the Daily Star sounds like Man United versus Leeds is going to get postponed. Statement from the police due shortly. They're on the way to Buckinghamshire. Bloody hell! Hey, that's well Where annoying. Is, no, one that of my favourite games: United versus Leeds Old Trafford. It's been good to us, hasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> Um, we'll see anyway we'll keep you updated it's not been confirmed yet but it's looking like it's going to be off um, so go on you think we can get money for Rashford I think you get a, a minimum of 50 million even with his contract I'm not, I don't think with a year left people will be haggling like mad because they'll say we'll, we'll just get him a free at the end of the in a year's time the thing is as you've said million. he's got a lot of credit in the bank a lot of gains for one of the biggest clubs in the world he's a forward he's got nah he's got a lot of thingy in the game he's got enough cachet People can argue whether it's deserved or not, based on the past 18 months. English tax. I think you're at least getting 50 million. All right, let me ask you this. This is what concerns Because you've got to me. remember that, right? This is the main thing that concerns me. I mean, I personally would give Marcus an extension, but I think you make some good points because he hasn't been good enough for I, a little while. I've not fully said whether he, sh- whether he should yeah. extend or not. I'm not saying don't extend. You're I'm asking more, the question. I'm more asking the question of... Well, this, is should, I, should, this is why I would yeah. ask you, though. Do you feel we can get a player of a similar ilk or better for that money if we let him go for 50 mil? Yes. Yeah? You Based off what I've out, seen in the past day. We can eight, go out and yes. buy someone who's as good as, if not better. You don't want to go sideways. So someone who's better than Marcus for 50 million. On, a bit, on where Rashford's played. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to lie. There probably is with the talent pool in Europe, especially in forward areas and in and wide wingers kind of areas anyway in the past two years or so that you've seen in Europe and you've seen in the Premier League. Mm. I don't think it's that far-fetched to say that you could get someone cheaper than 50 million. That would probably be more productive than Rashford has been from what we've seen. Because we're talking about a Rashford that's been benched by a Langer in a number of games. Yeah. And I'm not going to lie to you, a Langer's not worth any more than 25, 30 million euros, in 30 million pounds himself. Yeah. So... And people have a lot of question marks about his ability. And this is a guy that's been picked over Rashford time and time again because of how Rashford's played over the past year or so. So I'm not, I don't, 
see the way that it's coming across like Rafferty's some sort of irreplaceable. No, he's not shown uh, anything like that. I said, I said this summer that Rashford needed a good run before Christmas. Couldn't even wait. It couldn't even be a good season. I thought the season he had last season, which for me, and I used to say the same thing about David De Gea and Dean Anderson. The only reason Alanga's getting in that team is because Marcus Rashford's nowhere near the levels he can be. If Marcus Rashford plays as well as he can do, Anthony Alanga don't get near the team. And that's not a disrespect to the kid. I like Alanga, but yeah. he just doesn't. He's not in the, the same calibre as where Marcus is. But Marcus had a terrible season last season, and that allowed Alanga in. And I think Marcus does need a good start to the season. And so far, he's had it. Three goals and two assists, including against the Scousers and two goals against Arsenal. It's not to be sniffed at. He's had a good start to the season. But he needs to continue it. He does. We can't have another season where we had four goals, I think, Premier League goals last season. You can't do that Cause, again. Because, you know what it is? If I'm being a proper critic, yeah. he was great against, um, he's been great against Liverpool and Arsenal when it's been high lines. The game's been stretched and he's been able to utilise his pace and what's good at. Even against Leicester, he got an assist for Jadon Sancho. But in that game, he weren't that great. That's Marcus, though. Do you know what I mean? That is, Mar sorry, so that is like Marcus's thing. His performances, a lot of the time, aren't great, but he'll get you that goal. He'll get you that when he's at, at his most productive. You remember that season under Ola where we were at top at Christmas? If you look at a lot of those goals and assists for Marcus, yeah. I remember it was against Wolves. He was having a stinker. Last kick of the game, yeah. the winning goal. He's got that ability to just pop up with a goal and assist. And I think you have to wait up. You go, is that enough for him? For me, it is. Do you know what I mean? So that's enough for 250 grand? No, it's enough for me. To, well, yeah, it's enough for me to keep a player. If he gets you goals and assists, if well, he does, then yeah, I would keep Look him. on his statistics and see if statistics over the past 18 months have been that great. I know you're saying nah, that he nah, does nah. get a goal and assist yeah. every now and again. Maybe 18, I mean, a lot of, you're, right, you're saying 18 months, so some yeah. of that would have been the back end. It's of the fair, game. it's not just him alone, obviously. You know a mean? lot of people have said Jalen Sancho's stats But, but been, you know, I mean, you know Sancho, I mean? Martial, even Alanga didn't get a goal for 20 games towards the end of last season. Yeah. And he's the one that replaced Marcus. You know, Martial's record last season was, what was it? One goal for Sevilla and one goal for United, I think. Which is, And then the season before that was four Premier League goals. So he's coming off the back of two. Very um, mm. under, you know, under um, underwhelming seasons. It feels a bit like, though, everyone's got this clean slate under Tanakh. And they've got to take it. Now, Sancho started the season better. Two goals, I think, so far. Uh, Marcus obviously started the season better. Even Martial, with the pre-season he had, has given us all a, a little bit of Liverpool. hope. Yeah, it's given yeah. us a bit of hope. When he was done, wasn't it, Mark, uh, Martial? Most people thought he's done. But there's now people saying, actually, there might be something in that. There could be an, another option as well where you extend it just to keep a player in that position for a period of time because you look at the likes of someone like Ganacho, who, for me, still needs time. You know, if you, if you put him in now, I don't think he'd be ready. Yeah. You know, week in, week out, where if... This, the, they'll think right maybe in year and a half he'll be ready first team material do you then get rid of Rashford get someone in and then put in the, a year later put Ganacho in or do you say right we'll see how it goes with Rashford if he at the end of this extension if he's good we'll, he's going to keep him but if he's not we've got Ganacho coming through how much do you put I mean we've sort of focused on Marcus so I think we've debated that quite a, a lot what about Luke Shaw because you don't have him in your three that you give a contract to which some people may look at that and be a little bit surprised because this is a player who, you know, wasn't that long ago the whole Shawberto Carlos nonsense yeah. was doing the rounds. Um, yeah, you're saying no. I've, I've never been a fan of him as a defender. I mean, going forward, he's brilliant. If that's what you want, great. But for me, he's a left back who should defend and he doesn't do it enough. And it's not that he, he can't do it, he just doesn't do it. Do you agree with that sentiment? 
Uh, been Luke Shaw. Been Luke Shaw. Yeah, very emphatic. No, no discussion. <laughs> been him. Yeah. Been him, and it's not even just to do with like his performances. It's just his general. I don't want a player playing for me that doesn't seem like he loves foot. He doesn't have any sort of passion for football. Passion. Do you look not look at Luke Shaw and just tell that like, he plays football because he can, not because he wants to? I look at Luke Shaw, That's just and I think there's a player there who's been at Manchester United now for what is it, nearly nine seasons, and has had eighteen months of good football in those nine seasons. It's not enough. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. That's my opinion. So I'm sort of... You if know, you can get a kid, maybe Luke Shaw should move If on. you can get a kid for what twelve million pounds, yeah. people like him. Ethan Laird who would do yeah. a better job than Luke Shaw. The thing is, Luke Shaw had that good spell before he broke his leg. He came back and then showed signs again of being, you know, back to his best, and then fell off a cliff again. And again, you know, we talk about Marcus Rashford having a bad spell last season. Luke Shaw's season last season was as bad as anyone. He was yeah. terrible. And and I know I'm a broken record, but that game against the Scousers Old Trafford was the worst performance by a Manchester United player I think I've ever seen. He was at fault for about three of the goals. <laughs> I couldn't believe what I was watching. Jeez. Especially for a player of his calibre who'd just you been know, called, you know, Mar- hey, listen, Mourinho, Shorberto Carlos. Mourinho dis- despised him and didn't see yeah. it. And he's got he's a pretty good judge. Ragnick, before he came, was was quoted in an interview saying, United can't progress with players like Luke Shaw. Yeah. Um, no, they didn't know Ten Hag doesn't fancy him. Got someone in for twelve million. I mean, Tenard gave him a chance as well, didn't he? Beginning of the season so against Brighton and against Brentford, he started him with both. I mean, I remember being a little bit surprised when last he didn't start after pre-season. He gave him that what? Well, one get of the game against Brighton, then half against Brentford, and then he had enough. He's like, get him off. And I don't blame him. Because <laughs> well, he's, thought, he's probably had people tell him, listen, he's he's not going to fit your system. He's he's not going to play. Your intensity, and he'll go, Oh, let me give him a chance. And then he's yeah, it makes sense to give him a chance because he's an established player and you don't just want to come in and get rid of everyone or not give him at least a chance to show. But you know, you might see it's a bit harsh. But I go back to that Bryant game, and this sounds melodramatic, but I still think if Molasses starts that game, we get some out of it. I still think one of those goals, Luke Shaw's all over the gaff. Anyway, that digress. So, Luke Shaw, because even obviously, you know, we progressed, but it just reminded me like, you know, before um, Rashford scored. Against, was it against, Liverpool, against yeah. the Scousers as a start? He hadn't scored for United as a starter in nearly 400 days. I know it was, it was a horrible record. So you can't reward someone like that with 250 grand new contract. He got to prove himself. Can we move on from that? You're going back again. I wonder where you're going with that. And it's like going back to the Marcus thing. We've established what you've said, and we're kind of, you know, we get it. We do get it. Resonating silence says two goals against Arsenal and assist against Liverpool. Marcus is a big game player. That's in the super chat. Salute Shaw. Is a bit of a no. Um, this is a strange one, though, Dave, because using my mathematical capabilities, I've worked out <laughs> that if you only wanted three, and we've already named him, that means you don't want to give David De Gea four. Was it five times United Player of the Season winner? Yeah. Um, Robbed other players of it. A new, a new contract. Um, no. Why not? I just don't think he's good enough goalkeeper. He's he's one of the best in the world at stopping shots. 
Yeah. People say that's what goalkeepers do, but it's not. Keepers got to come on the area. They've got to come for balls. They've got to catch it when it, when the corner comes in. You've got to distribute quickly, and he doesn't do any of that. He's he's he just stands on his line, and if a shot's taken out, he'll try and save it. But there's many goals and many times where we've been should have been on the counter attack where. He doesn't come out for the ball. He doesn't start the counter attack. He's just super slow. And you can even now people say, "Look at him. He's come for the ball. He's he's learning." But he'll still still take ten seconds to decide what to do with it. And for a team that we're trying to become, I don't think he's the right man. Ronaldo, agree? You disagree? I've, I've been heavily pro to the Harris the whole time that he's been here. Really? Actually, I've because <laughs> surprised me because you're quite a modern football thinker. Yeah. But he doesn't seem to quite fit the mould of a modern goalkeeper. I, w- I was just in favour of him being well. the starter ahead of Dean, um, Dean Henderson and thinking that some of the criticism that he does get is justified, but I think it's hard to be as critical of people have been of him when he's been, what, five-time mm. player of the year for United and he's 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 been one of the best shot stoppers but, in the world for the best of a decade. I, I'm going to get to... I was, it's, there's, there's a but, but... Like, the actual thing about him and his ball-playing ability... And the fact that he hasn't got command of his air and the game does seem to be progressing towards that as a goalkeeper, I think his time is up. So I was in favour of him staying ahead of Dean Henderson starting for the next couple of years. But when it comes to looking in the future of him getting his contract extended or not, I wouldn't extend his contract. Especially because he's probably going to be, how old is he going to be? Around 33, 33, 33 I think. Well, it's not, I mean, that's still, that's still pretty young for still, a keeper. He's still young, but um, I'd, how old I'd is he now? I don't think he's that old. He's not, he's not that old. He's, he's always younger than you think. But yeah. I think um, he's, he's 30, sorry, Stan corrected. He's 31 now. Yeah, so he could freshen up in that Since era. Since 32 in November. He's 31, so he's 32. I think the way Tenag wants to play as well, we're going to need a keeper that's a little bit the more. The problem with De Gea is he's on this stupid contract. Isn't he like the most best played. Uh, most well-paid goalkeeper yeah. ever. Like, yeah, exactly. So that the easiest thing to do is, if you are extending his contract, you're probably going to have to raise that. So you're going to put him on what, about 500 so a week? And he might not even be I starting. Think, I think he just cut ties. Right. Even, I mean, even I, though he would cost, how much would De Gea cost if he was a transfer right now? The thing is as well, De Gea's, you know, a few years ago when Real Madrid came in for him, probably the most sought-after goalkeeper in the world. Now, I think... Most top yeah. clubs, he don't get in that team. Yeah, no. And I don't like saying that, I like, but I like De Gea. I think he's been a great servant, but I just don't think he does. I mean, the debate with, for Spain, with Henderson... No. I mean, he doesn't get in a squad anymore, does he? Henderson's probably not the answer, but I'd rather play him over De Gea just for the, the things I mentioned, the commanding of the area. He, he may let more goals in, but I think he'll make us score more goals and um, win us more games the way we, he'll get the ball out. And It's like, like the thing when... That that goal we scored against Sheffield United, where the debate was, did it go out? No, that all came from Henderson, and you never see De Gea doing things like that. Uh, Abdullah Ibrahim says, for me, De Gea has to go or had to go. In the past, he developed command of his area and played out under LVG. He's gone backwards in the last few years. Bobo Boy says, fifteen million at best in terms of how much we get for him. Um, who's your Wally of the Week, Ronaldo? I'll start with you. My Wally of the Week. Yes, your Wally of the Week. We've got a graphic for that Wally of the Week. <laughs> You know what you know what Wally of the Week is, don't we? Yeah, I do. Yeah. There's usually so many to choose from. It's, it's, there's only one, isn't there? Well, he, you go first, then. It's got to be Mr. Sinclair. Trevor Sinclair. <laughs> it's got to be, isn't it? See, I'm not touching that. <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not getting involved in that one. I'm not, I'm not overly bothered about what he tweeted. If I'm being brutally honest, I know a lot of people and I understand that. I just think Trevor Sinclair is almost like a parody person. 
it's almost like everything Certain he does is just says. ludicrous. Do you know what I mean? And I think, yeah, when, when I see Trevor Sinclair trending the day that the Queen died, I just thought that is not going to be anything good or positive. Do you know what I mean? My it's thing was, like, my what thing, is going on here? Why is my Wally of the Week? And it's maybe not what he tweeted. It's the way he, he tried to blame on mental health. Okay, uh, yeah, I understand that. That's a very good point, that. Because, you know, obviously mental health is an important issue and then people saw him tweeting and saying mental health and then it's like, is he using that as an excuse? And listen, if you ask for you know mental what? health, do reach out and get help. Um, I'm just I'm just kind of <laughs> done with the whole Trevor Sinclair argument on anything, to be honest with you. I think just ignoring him is my own personal decision. My one, I'm probably going to go Michael Owen. <laughs> 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 Why? <laughs> Because I was watching his. I've not even seen him for. A few, no, I don't know him. Nah, but I've not he, seen he, him on anything for a little while. Post match punditry on BT after um, Napoli slapped Liverpool, and his punditry was embarrassing. Was it like? He was, what like, was he saying? Like, oh, the Liverpool were a better team. He's basically was saying that Liverpool have been the best team in the world for like five years. They've been phenomenal. They're gonna get back to that within the next couple of games. There's nothing he's to just worry twerking, about. right? He's, he's desperate for that. He was scouts pounding. He was. Oh, yeah. They don't like him. He wants them to love him Twer- so he can do the ambassador role. Listen, he was. He was. They, he was like. He was. He was so embarrassing. The amount of excuses coming. He was twerking, like you said, yeah. splits and everything. He was yeah. like. He was being. I was watching. I was thinking. You're literally not being subjective at all. It's like after the after the, the did he do the same I mean. uh, after the Champions League final and he's like they're the best team in the world Liverpool and they're like they've just lost to Real Madrid in the Champions League final and they didn't win the league and then he went on to I think he said like he, like Van Dijk was getting a bit of criticism he's like oh no but Van Dijk's been the best defender and everything was hyperbole in terms of Liverpool Even and it was just Van Dijk being, don't think he's the best defender he in just, the world he, Michael Owen just didn't they got slapped four one they've been shy all season he just didn't acknowledge at all so um, he's I, was, I remember watching that thinking yeah you're a Wally. So my clone's my Wally of the Week. He's the Wally of the Summer, actually, as well, with... Never mind, not going to go I've into I've got it. a backup one, though. Um, I'm going to go... <laughs> do you know what? Who's that? There's that guy who was trending again. That guy? That no. guy from... He, he's on one of those right-wing GB talk stations, oh, whatever they're called. Politics struck. Do you know what I mean? It's not really politics. This guy who was putting down flowers and got him someone to film him. Dan Wotton, yeah. And an oh, absolute muppet. Like quiet reflection, I think he termed it. Is as, it a family and, friend? You know, has he um, has he got <laughs> has he got someone to film him putting down flowers? And he's just this kind of guy that you know dedicates his life to attacking Meghan Markle and all the liberal media and all the wokeies and all that nonsense. And I just, do you know, the hypocrisy we've seen from some of the right wing media over the last few days has just been mind blowing. Um, so yeah, he can be my wally of the week, Dave. Where can people find you? Because they need a bit of Dave Pritt in their life. Maybe sometimes in there and sometimes upstairs. You've not been in here for ages. Well, it, and we've got our boy Charlie McNeil playing for United now. Hey. What's on the watch along? Yeah, oh, that's a good point. Yeah. Um, that was the only highlight of that real sausage I've won it game. Um Ronnie, where can people find you? Um Ronaldo Brown underscore ninety eight on Twitter. Yeah, on the bird app. On the bird up, as you like to say. Uh, make sure you're checking these guys out. Go and check out Manscaped as well, manscaped.com. Using the code DEVILS20 to get 20% off and free shipping. So a big thank you to them. If you're not doing, go and check out the merch as well, paddockmerch.com. We've got some merch there. And subscribe to the channel. This has been the Paddock Podcast with Ronaldo Brown, David Pritt, and me, Jay Martin. Thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. 
see why CNBC ranks Minnesota number four best state to live and work. A great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live.